This sermon is entitled, Beloved, We Are God's Children Now. This sermon, or version of it, was preached at the Episcopal Church of the Ascension in Knoxville, Tennessee on Sunday, April 18th, 2021. Holy and gracious God, open the eyes of our faith and open our minds to better understand and embody our new life of grace. Amen. Yesterday, I had the great privilege of baptizing a precious little girl, four months old, who is already beloved by the church community in which was embracing her in her baptism yesterday. It was a time to remember that baptism is one of the two main sacraments of the church, the two main sacraments being baptism and communion. Sacraments are an outward sign of an inner grace, an outward sign of an inner grace. This little girl is already a beloved child of God, a member of this beautiful church family, and certainly a dearly beloved of her biological family. Baptism is a moment in time where we, the body of Christ, intentionally mark what God has already done within this little girl, made her his beloved. The blessed baptismal waters and the sealing of the Holy Spirit with consecrated oil are the outward signs for us to see, touch, feel what God has already done, woven, blessed by grace within her. And it's a time for all of us to be reminded of the deep and abiding grace with which we live as well. There is a prayer that we have in the Episcopal prayer book. We pray it every time we baptize someone. We literally say it every baptism. However, we're usually so spellbound by the newly baptized and their radiant cuteness that this prayer is usually overlooked, unheard, or never really even taken in. So I want to draw your attention to this prayer now. It goes like this, right after the water is baptized in the ceiling. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit, you have bestowed upon your servant the forgiveness of sins and have raised her to the new life of grace. Sustain her, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give her an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. This prayer encapsulates a life well lived in and for Christ. This is my deepest prayer for my own children, for all the children and adults that we baptize. It's my deepest prayer for all of us. In the service, the celebrant also asks the congregation, will you witness the vows being taken by parents and grandparents on behalf of the child or adult to do all in your power to support this child in her life in Christ? And our answer as a congregation is a resounding, joyful noise of, we will. When the body of Christ says, we will, 
It is indeed a joyful acclamation because we're showing up for this child and we're saying we're gonna keep showing up for her and for her parents. I continue to believe that parenting is one of the most humbling vocations on the planet. And it takes all of us to raise children into the full stature of Christ. This morning, we prayed together the word of the collect that asked God to open the eyes of our faith. And we pray this, we ask this of God to open the eyes of our faith so that we may behold God in all his redeeming works. All God's works, we pray that we'll be able to see it, that it won't just pass us by. We'll be open to seeing and beholding God in all his redeeming work in us and all around us. In the psalm this morning, we poured out these words, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in our heart more than when grain and wine and oil increase. And from 1 John, we heard, see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. Beloved, we are God's children now. The story from Luke this morning reminds us of the disciples' experience upon seeing the resurrected Jesus for the first time. They're all standing around talking, and suddenly Jesus is also standing among them, and his first uttered words are, peace be with you. I think it's pretty human of the disciples that they're startled and terrified upon seeing the beloved whom they thought was dead. Jesus clearly sees their reactivity and responds, why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Jesus goes on to show them his hands and his feet. He encourages them to actually touch him, touch the places that hold the evidence of his death on the cross. As they touch them, the scripture says, while in their joy, they were disbelieving and still wondering. Isn't that just utter grace and inside itself? That we can be in joy and still be disbelieving and still wondering. Even in the face of Jesus himself, we can be joyful in all our humanity and still have that disbelieving and still wondering swirling around. Jesus explains to the disciples that this is the way it all had to unfold. The way his life, his ministry, his death, and the resurrection played out is exactly as it was supposed to be so that the scriptures could be fulfilled. And then Luke uses uses these words. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Listen to that. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Can't you just imagine all the disjointed ideas and thoughts about the Jewish law, the scriptures that they all knew so well, all the things that Jesus had been saying to them and teaching them, and it finally coming together piece by piece to reveal an image of Jesus as the prayed for, promised Messiah 
of the Hebrew scriptures. Before now, they'd heard him talk about the great pain and suffering he would experience. He had told them he would die and three days later rise again. But just because they heard him doesn't mean that they understood. We know that they didn't understand, which is why they responded like they did. They were startled and terrified when Jesus is standing and talking to them. Of course, of course they're startled and terrified because they didn't understand yet. God had not opened their minds to understand how Jesus was the true fulfillment of what had been outlined in the scriptures. This grace of Jesus opening the minds of the disciples does not end and stop with the disciples. In fact, it's just the beginning. The experience of the Experiences of the disciples opens the eyes of our faith to see and discover what is available to us through the love and grace of God. Beloved, we are God's children now. Through our baptism, we are raised day by day to new life in grace. Each day we are sustained by the Holy Spirit. By grace, we are given inquiring and discerning hearts, courage to persevere, a spirit to intimately know and love God day after day. And this kicker, the cherry on top, just when you think it can't get any better, it does. The gift of joy and wonder in all God's works. We're given that by grace every day, the gift of joy and wonder in all God's works. Beloved, we are God's children now. We're not waiting on the world to change in order to claim that we are God's children now. We're not hoping for a tomorrow that may never come. Beloved, we are God's children now. The reality is, is that we need reminding, often, if we're honest, we need the eyes of our faith opened over and over again. We have to remind ourselves and each other, hey, you are God's beloved child right now. Because though we're not waiting on the world to change, to own that we are God's children now, By claiming that we are God's children now, we help the world change to become the kingdom of God here on earth. But we've got to claim it. We have to remind ourselves and each other in meaningful ways, we are God's child now. When my sons were young, as I tucked them in at night, I would often do a sign of the cross on their foreheads moving my thumb over the cross placed on their foreheads at their baptism. And I would say aloud to them, may God bless you and keep you tonight and always. And they would add, amen. Over time, it just kind of became part of the nighttime ritual. Every once in a while, they would pop up in bed and do the cross on my forehead. Mom, may God bless you and keep you tonight and always. Amen. There's something so deeply satisfying 
going over the place where we have been marked as Christ's own forever, where we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. When my sons were four and six years old, we were going through a particularly hard and painful time as a family. One night, the boys were laying on the couch watching TV, and the four-year-old, well, he's four-year-old then, reached over to the then six-year-old, and he made the sign of the cross on his forehead and said, May God bless you and keep you tonight and always. Amen. And then he closed his little eyes and waited for his big brother to do the same. Being a very good, dutiful big brother, he did not miss a beat, and he indeed did the same to his little brother. In the hard moments, the tough stretches of life, we need extra reminding that we are God's beloved now. You were sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Indeed, beloved, we are God's children now. And God needs us to claim this belovedness, to claim that we are God's children now, so that we can go about the work of being the change God is calling us to bring. Amen.